Good morning and welcome to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Ron Young here, joined with Kate Lane, and we are bringing health news and information to you on this beautiful Saturday. Uh, it's always great to be here on the weekend talking about health and uh, fitness, nutrition, all good things. Today we're actually going to be talking a bit about foot health, and we're also going to be talking about a good indicator of cardiovascular disease, as well as three minutes a day. Could it change your life? Well, we'll have that answer. Kate, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing really well. I'm you're, glad that I'm here this Saturday morning. Yeah, you're going to be weighing in on some of these uh, articles and giving your opinion. And thank you because you were the one who sent a couple of them to me. So that's always much appreciated. And I know that we always do our research and everything on this show. So it's uh, it's always fun to, to chat and, and talk about things. And uh, let's get right to it, okay? Kate, have you ever had a pair of orthotics? Yes. Yes, I have. Nice. Myself as well. I actually find that uh, there's some supportive footwear that I can buy that has like a posting that I don't need as much uh, support in. So I can kind of get away without an orthotic. But then there are footwear, there's footwear like uh, my Vans and stuff like that that are just flat as can be that I like having my orthotic in. What what type of footwear do you have your orthotic in typically? My running shoes usually. Yeah. Because I'm wearing them most of the time, to be honest. I don't wear uh, too many fancy shoes these days. (laughs) Uh, I actually have some in my curling shoes as well because I find that it's very flat and you're on the ice and it's cold, so your feet and foot muscles seize up. Mm -hmm. But the reason that we're talking about orthotics at the start of the show today is just to really emphasize the importance of them and the benefits of them. There's a, a high number of the population that can obviously benefit from having extra support. You probably feel it in your day-to-day when your brand new shoes, they feel so good when you first get them. After three or four months, they start breaking down. Well, what is your foot doing? How do you know what your foot's doing? Uh, are you a pronator, supinator? If you don't understand those words, that's fine. We'll try and explain it to you best we can. Uh, when is your heel striking? Are you flat-footed? Do you have a very high arch? There's so much that goes into the biomechanics of your feet that can really dictate whether you may have pain when you walk, uh, your knees may be sore, your hips might be out of alignment, and everything has to do with your footstep and how you're striding, right? So, At MedPoint, we have a gait analysis mat. We have a mat that has thousands of sensors within it. You walk across it, and our gait specialist can see, okay, this is what's happening during your footstep. It's very cool technology. We also have a 3D casting method that most insurance companies are now accepting. So if you know you have coverage... I think you owe it to yourself to visit us. It's londonorthotics.ca, or you can find us through medpoint.ca. Go to the personal tab and click on the orthotics section. That'll beam you to the website as well. But, you know, we owe it to ourselves uh, to really investigate this area of our of our health. And, Kate, speaking to you, because you're a former runner, you know, having comfort and, and, and good alignment goes a very, very long way. Absolutely. Um, You know, as a runner, I was having a bit of like knee trouble on my left knee um, and it came down to getting the right pair of orthotics to alleviate that issue, um, make sure that my alignment through my foot and my leg were uh, properly aligned there so so that my issues through the, the knee and the hip 
on the left side were alleviated. Um, so if you ever have any issues with those types of things, like your knees bugging you on a regular basis or your hip even, um, you know, it could come down to what your foot is doing and, and having those orthotics could make the biggest difference in the mm. world for you um, and, you know, help you to continue those programs that you want to be doing without giving up on them. Um so it's definitely something to consider mm. uh, if you want to improve your balance or anything like that, especially. The one thing I love about my orthotics are that they have the heel cushioning, like the extra support and cushioning uh, in the back, and it's it's all built in. So it keeps my, my foot straight, it cushions me, and it supports my arches. So it's a, it's a great combination. If you have a pair of orthotics that you maybe want assessed, uh, if you're looking for a pair of orthotics, if you feel like your feet are sore, if you're suffering from plantar fasciitis, heel spurs, knee pain, lower back pain, if you work in conditions that you know have you in a heavy boot on a solid concrete floor all day, maybe you owe it to yourself to grab a pair of orthotics. You know, quite often, uh, you know, they're covered by benefits, and I know a lot of benefits companies have the coverage lapse year to year. So um, each each year you, you get you can get a new pair, which is awesome. And I know that uh, we have lots of clients who return to us. They say, I want the exact same thing. So we just build it in a little bit of a different way to fit their dress shoe, to fit their ice skate, to fit their golf shoes, to fit their runners. You know, there's so many different models and, and pairs that you can get that it can suit you and it can be discreet. It can be comfortable. It doesn't have to be this thing where you're altering something to a huge magnitude. So it's londonorthotics.ca. You can go on MedPoint, find it under the personal tab and click orthotics. It's very good to make sure that we have good foot health because it's, you know, honestly, it's tied to the entire rest of our body. And we need to make sure that we are supported in those ways. And if you have benefits, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of it, right? Um, Kate, the other the other orthotic that is really effective is the safety boot orthotic. And it's got like extra top coating, so you get extra padding. It feels like you're literally walking on, on pillows. It's oh, nice. that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, if that if that's something that you're interested in, you can also go on the MedPoint website. It's medpoint.ca. You can go to the contact us page uh, through that and uh, drop us a, a contact form and, and we'd be happy to take care of you there and, and book you in for a, a free consultation. You know, it's, it doesn't take very much to, to just have you in. You can try the equipment and uh, see what's happening with your with your walking. It's a very effective way to get started on the right path to better alignment less pain, better foot health. So we welcome you to do that. Kate, is there anything else structurally about the the lower extremity that that sticks out to you that that people may be having issues with? Flexibility, definitely. Ah, I think if you you have some knee issues or hip issues or lower back pain, um, a lot of the time that is associated with being really tight through the hips, um, when it comes to muscular uh, stiffness or uh, soreness. So, you know, if you're a runner or if you do a lot of like 
even weight training or lifting, mm-hmm. you will end up getting tighter and tighter in your muscles in those areas, especially through the hips. Right. So it's really important to make sure that you're maintaining your flexibility through your hip flexors, uh, hamstrings, glutes, um, just to make sure that you don't have any of those other lower extremity issues come from that cool. as well. I love lower extremity stretches, hamstring, glutes. You know, people are generally pretty tight with these things um, because they have a desk job. They sit all day. Mm -hmm. They're deconditioned. Maybe there's a muscular imbalance. But if you can incorporate a regular stretching routine into your daily daily life, then, you know, you're going to be ahead of the curve there because – even my brother, I was with him uh, on thir- Thursday. We were chatting, and he said, you know, Ron, when I do my stretches, um, he has a scoliosis. My back pain is is gone. And then he obviously forgets for a week or two to do his stretches, and then he remembers, oh, I got to do my stretches. So regular flexibility practice as well as orthotics custom-built to your feet will help you get uh, over, that, over that hill. Um, Kate, while we're talking about flexibility, you are childbearing – it's uh yes. congratulations <laughs> thank you if the radio world didn't know that kate's been featured on the show a lot before she's expecting your first child named sally yep awesome <laughs> we're all excited um it's always been kind of uh told to me because in, in physio i was working with a, a pregnant woman and the physiotherapist said don't stretch her too much because there's prolactin which is a hormone in the woman's system when they're pregnant that makes them hypermobile. Mm-hmm. Do you find, because you're still exercising, do you find that you're a little hypermobile and in, 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 in the joints and the shoulders and the legs? I definitely have to be careful with certain exercises. Um, I, you know, things like um, kettlebell swings, those are a no-no. Right. Uh, I've learned that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you definitely have to be careful with certain exercises when it comes to your joint mobility and lax- laxity because yeah. I have noticed some changes in that. Um, you know, I... When I'm doing my stretches, like I, I definitely have to be mindful of how far into the stretch right. I go as well. Because um, the muscular tendon can't like respond as quickly or mm-hmm. it's just like giving you more leeway, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And that's the kind of stuff that you get from us, the, the experts, right? Mm-hmm. We we are aware of this kind of stuff. We've dealt with special populations. Obviously, if uh, you're expecting a baby, if you are... Um, you want to be in our kids program, Kate, we were talking about that. We got yeah. different age groups. Um, for for kids who want to either be in athletics or just want to practice uh, proper weight training, we do those things, and it's at an affordable cost. So come on down to the gym, and we'd love to, to coach you through it. So, Kate, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be talking about the HIT training, three minutes of HIT training a, a day can change your life, apparently. And uh, the other one was the cardiovascular indicator. How many push-ups does it take to uh, to get out of the risk factors uh, that could be could be bogging you down? We'll find out after these messages on 980 CFPS. Hey, welcome back to the program, MedPoint Health Half Hour, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. We are here talking about health, and what better thing to talk about? If you don't have good health, I mean, it's usually pretty bad, right? Like yep. it's, it's one of the things that you can't, uh, uh, you know, you just can't take for granted because you only have one life to live and you got to make sure that you have quality of life going into later stages of life. And of course, with cancers and cardiovascular disease and diabetes on the rise, 
where do we find an escape from it? Well, Kate and I are here to talk to you about uh, some of these articles today. And actually, one article, Kate, was about CVD, cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. in uh you know, indicators to decrease it. And what they're saying is male or men or women or whoever, is that right? It was do... specifically a, a study with men. Right. It was men. Um, okay. And it was just saying that uh, that f- if a man can do 40 push-ups, um, it shows a, or predicts better cardiovascular health mm-hmm. later on in life. Well, that makes sense. I mean... If, like, think about push-ups, they're usually fairly challenging. They're full-body exercise, engage your core, uh, arms, obviously your chest, your pectorals. Um, you know, it's it's a fairly well-rounded exercise, and doing 40 of them presumably would put you uh, winded, I would imagine. So, yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense. The, the number 40 might be a little obscure, like maybe 45, you're even better. Maybe 39, you're fine, too, but... I'd be curious to know the uh, evidence that went behind it. it um, yeah. Well, it says basically they did the study over a 10-year period where they took um, a big group of men and they had – they basically tested how many push-ups can you do in one go? Like how many can you get done? And the it just basically shows that um, – 96% lower cardiovascular risk were in men that could do 40 push-ups at the beginning wow. of that 10-year period. Wow. So um, it, it's interesting to see that that just over that 10 years, those that at the beginning of 10 years could do those 40 push-ups, maybe they couldn't do them that 10 years later, but their cardiovascular health was still better. Right, because they're putting it into practice, right? Yeah. The World Health Organization data on this was um, every year there's 17.9 million deaths due to CVD, and that accounts for approximately 31% of global deaths. Wow. So that's pretty crazy, right? Like. You think about 31% of global deaths over the course of the years because of cardiovascular disease. I'd say that's a pretty big threat to uh, to humans alike. Um, you know, if look, I think what the article is really trying to get across is do something. Do mm-hmm. something. Something is better than nothing. If getting out and going for a walk for a half hour is your thing every day, do that. But always try to be challenging yourself and always try to be doing exercises that involve a lot of different muscle groups that get your heart rate up, that kind of uh, put tension on your body. Um, You know, we always try and see it, Kate, in the gym where we do like well-rounded workouts. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of core engagement and we get a lot of people just moving around, having fun with exercise. I feel like people always think exercise is a daunting thing to do. How do we get people away from thinking about that? I think it's creativity, learning how to be creative. Um, And that's where we come into play. You know, if you're finding you're getting stagnant with your workouts and you're just not enjoying it, maybe it is time to work with a kinesiologist or a trainer and and learn some new ways of working out. Let us do the thinking for you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the best approach, I think, because you can really uh, get some new ideas that way. But Yeah. No, and I agree with you. I think that there are people who want to say, look, you're the professional, just like giving your taxes to your accountant, just like, you know, trusting your uh, teeth with your dentist. 
Come to us. We're the professionals in the city of London. We're, we are, you know, kinesiology graduates. We're people who've gone through and studied the body for four years. We know what we're talking about. And our rates are actually cheaper than most of the big box gyms. So mm-hmm. we uh, really take pride in the quality of work that we do and the services that we provide. And, uh, you know, if you want to just give us your your body and say chisel me or <laughs> morph me into something that uh where i want to be or or you know help me gain better cardiovascular health help me be more flexible we can do that for you we we love to help people get to their goals and and we would be more than happy to put you through the paces uh, at the gyms, we obviously have the downtown gym, Tilsonburg gym, and the West 5 gym. So we've got a pretty good reach. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to actually be launching a, um, a starter pack soon. We're uh, in the middle of our strategizing for that um, for that tool and it's going to be it's going to be fun maybe we can announce that on the show next week Kate. yeah that sounds good. good good idea yeah so we'll see we'll come we'll have you come in and we'll we'll see if you can get to 40 push-ups yeah <laughs> maybe just based on this data kate what about workout duration because you sent me another uh, article that really focused on uh, you know, this three minutes a week or three minutes a day, whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, you look at this and you're kind of like, well, it's a bit of, it's a load of bunk, but, um, you know, there is some merit to it, right? Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, the, I would agree with you that three minutes a week <laughs> of exercise for seeing improvements, that seems quite unrealistic yeah. to me that only three minutes in a week would do that. But if you're doing nothing. <laughs> if you're doing nothing all, at the beginning of it and you're trying to, you know, especially if you do have some heart problems right. or something like that, I can see this being a good way to start moving forward into a routine where you can get better health. Yeah. Um, see, lazy people are rejoicing right now when they hear us say three minutes a week. But it's yeah. not like that. We want to encourage a, a much better program and approach because you want it to be sustainable and you want to focus on many different systems within the workout. So yeah. you go ahead, Kate. Sorry, you cut you off. That's there. okay. Um, basically what they're saying is you'd get on a spin bike or um, something along those lines uh, and you would do about 10 minutes of work. Um, they're saying that you're, you're only doing 60 minutes, 60 seconds of hard work. So basically for those 10 minutes, you're doing two minutes light cycling, and then you'd go 20 seconds as hard as you can. And then you would do another two minutes light Mm -hmm. of just recovering your heart rate, just nice and in leisure. And then the final 20 seconds of sprint basically Mm. and then another two minutes of relaxation so or or rest so overall in that whole say 10 minute period of time that you're on the bike you're actually only working hard for 60 seconds Mm. so it's saying do that three times a week and you should start to see results um so i can see where you aren't necessarily you're actually getting almost 10 minutes of some kind of cardiovascular exercise there in my eyes because you are on the bike for 10 minutes each time um but it's basically bringing into light this idea that hit circuits um when you're doing cardiovascular exercise is actually a really good way to work the heart and work the body and see results um, so you don't necessarily have to get on a bike or get on a treadmill, go outside for, you know, a run. You don't have to do that type of thing for just a continuous 30 to 60 minutes to see yeah. results. 
what you could do is you could get on a treadmill and you could do 60-second sprint, 60-second walk. Yeah. Um, and and do that for 20 minutes and you could see the same keeps results. The, keeps the interest as well because I find a lot of people get discouraged or defeated when they go to the gym. You know, they have to get on a treadmill and they look outside in the cold winter. They're all depressed. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and they just think, oh, I'm going to set this pace and I'm going to go this pace for this long. Well, there is a lot of fun challenges that, that you can do. And quite frankly, there's a lot of programs within the treadmill that you can, like you can do a hill program. You can yep. do like, there's there's sometimes there's pre, pre-programmed stuff, but like Kate was saying, you can also just, just go a sprint for a minute and then walk for a minute and see how well your heart is conditioned. Maybe you can only do that like five or six times cycling. Uh, and then, you know, after a few weeks at the gym, you'll be able to up that because mm-hmm. your body responds to the pressures that you're putting it under, whether that be weight focused or whether it be cardiovascularly taxing, uh, and it adapts, you know, it's, it's something that it's, it's crazy how quickly our body can adapt and grow muscle and, and, uh, become flexible. People just don't give it time. Mm-hmm. Um, patience, Kate. I believe it was it came from a Greek word for uh, long suffering. So literally, <laughs> patience means long suffering. <laughs> if uh, you're not getting the results you want, be patient with it. You know, it, I feel like people instead of taking the straight line route, they bounce around. They're like, "I'm going to try this keto diet. That didn't work for me. I'm going to try this diet. I'm going to try this diet. I'm going to try this workout program." Stay consistent, stay true to a program and follow it through. You owe it to yourself to follow it through for like, what, Kate, at least like a month or two? I would say as until you actually start developing some habits within yeah. that, that, so a month, yeah. Amen. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. So, you know what, if something that you've heard today has struck a chord with you, we'd love to hear from you. My email is ron at medpoint.ca and of course you can always email Kate as well, kate at medpoint.ca. We'll keep it easy on everyone. Uh, You should go to our website, medpoint.ca, look around, surf on there. There's personal health, there's business health, there's orthotics like we mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you have benefits, if you have ODSP coverage, if you have, um, you know, other workplace insurance or whatever, We'd love to have you in, you know, and if some of the fitness stuff we were talking about, you know, you want to see where you're at testing wise, you want to know where you're at, uh, you want to come in for sessions, you want to learn more about exercise. Of course, we can do that as well. So just visit our fitness tab under the website and we'd be happy to uh, set up a consultation with you. All right. Kate, thanks for joining me. It's a fun uh, show today and I hope everybody has a great weekend.